0: the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by ARIA Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey.
1: everyone, it's Robin Bailey again. Thanks for tuning back into the Benefits Corner Podcast. Today we are joined by Matthew Butters, Senior Sales Consultant at RBC Insurance. He's been in the group benefits industry for nearly 10 years now and has a background in actuarial group underwriting and sales. And he is the four-time national sales leader for group RBC Insurance. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, it's great to sit down with you. Welcome to the show. It's always fun to hang out with uh, with uh, cool, interesting people. That's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast, by the way. It's purely selfish. I have to say right off the bat, before we get to business, you have by far the greatest name in the benefits industry you could have your own podcast and i've got an idea for you benefits with butters i love it maybe someday uh you know down the line when the sales uh, i can produce it for <laughs> you we're okay we'll get that into work so <laughs> that's it so let's get started you know I'm, I'm always interested to hear how people get started and 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 you know what their background is and that sort sure. of thing so
0: so how did you get into the business now well back in college i was purely a math guy and i was going down the uh, actuarial track lots of exams lots of studying lots of hours internships things like that and uh you know what? Coming out of college, I had the opportunity to continue down that track, or to go into employee benefits, a sort of kind of a quasi pricing role. And I learned from my actuarial internships uh, in the United States and in Canada that might not have been the best occupation in terms of you know helping people directly or, or personality and uh, you know back and forth with with friends, uh, with coworkers that I kind of desired and that I was kind of drawn to in my personal life. So. I made a big decision that I wanted to uh, go away from what I trained for, and that's actuarial, and and I started out as kind of a quasi-underwriter sales with a a large carrier in Canada, and uh, that's actually all I've been doing for almost eight or nine years now. So right from college uh, into the group benefits industry, and and that's where I've been ever since. Interesting. So you went to school
1: in the States? Yes. So I know just from the past, of people that I've chatted with, a lot of people who go to the States for school end up with career in the States, so across the border. What made you come back
0: to Canada? Well, it's actually, you know what, that's a big part of why I continue to do what I do. When I was over in the United States, I was able to, you know, make a lot of friends, uh, teammates, classmates, and my internships that I worked in there were also in the healthcare industry. And I noticed a lot of differences, not for the better necessarily, uh, between the U.S. healthcare system and and Canada's. And, you know, when those differences start to get highlighted in your day-to-day, it makes you really understand what makes Canada great, what makes, you know, the area that you grew up in very special compared to uh, the United States. And, When I really sat down to reflect upon that as I matured through university, I I realized that Canada is where I needed to be. As much as there's some luxuries in the United States, you know, there's some cool food, some great destinations, there's uh, some warm weather. I knew Canada is where I needed to be, especially with, you know, the way I was raised and what I valued when it came to my uh, personal life as well.
1: Yeah, and and I find that every time I travel, I love traveling and, and seeing new places and learning about new cultures and meeting new people. But at the end of the day, at the end of that, end of that trip, when I'm flying home, I'm always grateful to be coming back to Canada. I could do without maybe some of the winters yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, but I'm, but I'm always very grateful for what Canada provides us. So that's really interesting. So we talked about it in your bio, you, you've been the top sales rep at RBC for the last three or four years, whatever it happens to be. And I find that interesting. So I want to dig a little bit deeper on that. What motivates you to do what you do? Like, first of all, how do
0: you become the top sales rep and what keeps you going? Yeah, I think some of it is just my competitiveness and, and, and wanting to better myself, whether it's through education, whether it's through relationships and meeting new people uh, you know, in the industry, in the area, advisors like yourself. That keeps me going. But in terms of pure motivation, I think from the get-go, it's family, uh, whether it's my family, whether it's yours, whether it's my client's. Uh, Everybody, you know, they're either working to support themselves and their family or to take their families on vacation Or they're, you know, buying insurance products to protect themselves and their families So I think family is really the root of a lot of it. And and again, that's kind of what drove me back to Canada from the United Mm. States is being able to provide that level of protection for a family, whether, you know, it's the family I had then or the family that I've grown to have now That's what keeps me going, you know, that that level of protection and, and providing that for others and making people better off as a result
1: Yeah, and I I'd agree with that as well. I mean As much as I'm working for myself uh, you know I would echo your sentiments I'm working for the good of my family and the things that we want to accomplish in life so that's really interesting to hear now Matt as you know because we've chatted about this so many times because it's 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 a topic that we all have to be concerned about in our industry there's so much change going on right now in the employee benefits world what
0: are the biggest challenges you see in the marketplace today change is constant change can be good and change can be a challenge Uh, in terms of what the biggest challenge we're seeing, the, the biggest kind of shakeup, it is the ever expanding range of employee ages, needs, demographics when it comes to group benefits. We're getting individuals that are leaving university that are 21, 22 years old and entering the workforce with expectations about what their group benefits package is gonna provide for them. That could be compensation, that could be their health and dental benefits it could be their disability it could be pension it could be anything like that and then on the other end of the spectrum you have people working longer than they ever have in the past that can be true. 65 70 75 year old individuals that are truly still working full time how do we approach in a manageable way these group benefit plans for such a wide range of expectations, uh, generations, and demographics that could all be working for the exact same company. That's the biggest challenge right now.
1: You you bring up a really good point because I have a, one client in particular, and I believe the owner is into his early 80s. And you also have in that same workforce, someone in their early 20s coming out of school. Mm-hmm. So you're right. That I think that's, that's a big challenge for, for carriers, for brokers, because how do you provide benefits that are going to make sense for that 80-year-old and his or her dependents as well as that young single person coming into the industry. So I so I think that's a big challenge for the carriers. Now, that kind of segues into my next question because I was going to ask you, What's RBC doing out there to differentiate themselves, maybe address some of these challenges? Maybe you can talk about a couple of things that RBC is doing that's kind of unique out there.
0: Sure, you know what, there's there's no real catch-all or solution for, for this kind of problem. It really does kind of boil down to where uh, an insurance carrier like RBC Insurance, myself, or an advisor like you, wants to prioritize what needs to be addressed immediately. Because if you're providing a solution that might be in place, or, or you're making a recommendation to a client, By default, it's going to address, you know, a large number of those employees. So do we really invest in niche products while trying to maybe identify some of these millennials or the next generation coming in? do we target perhaps the older demographics? I think it's important just to have a lot of tools in your tool belt because every client's going to be different. They might not have that vast range and there's no cookie cutter solution that's going to be right for everybody. So in terms of what RBC is doing that kind of addresses this gap, I think it would be two products and I'll kind of say, you know, one for the older generation and one for the younger that's coming out. Uh, For the older generation, you know, RBC continues to offer a uh, LTD product that goes beyond age 65. Oh, that's interesting. LTD traditionally, especially on the group insurance side has been, Uh, You know, a program that stopped if somebody was disabled at age 65. The coverage is no longer there. Well, as I mentioned as as people continue to work later in life it becomes increasingly more important that they have that protection because obviously they rely upon that income if they're working that late in life and if they rely upon that income then they need disability benefits as well. That's a good point. So for that, you know, and especially if we put that product in place it's not just coverage for that older uh, demographic within the group, it's coverage for everybody as they approach that age as well. So it is a catch all in that regard, um, but it doesn't necessarily address some of the varying needs that people coming right out of the university or the younger generation might be looking for in a group plan. Sure. When it comes to that, RBC, uh, we're right on the verge of launching uh, and it'll be June or July of 2018. RBC is coming out with a new wellness platform that is really, really investing in the tech uh, component of health and wellness. And basically, you know, without getting into too much detail, but explaining why it's exciting, we're tying in perks that can uh, essentially financially reward you or give you discounts to some very large uh, providers of, you know, goods, services. Could be anything from Amazon to Starbucks. Essentially, the more you work out the more that you use your step counter, the more healthy you are, the more vegetables you eat, the bigger your discounts are going to be at these different service providers that you use in your day-to-day life. Essentially what it is, is offering some financial incentive for employees to continue to remain well. Because as you know, mm. we've seen an increasingly alarming number of people enter you know obesity and have obesity related illnesses so that's a way to kind of combat that with uh, with the younger generation but also involve tech into the group benefits landscape as well and not alienate people that might be older than that that want to use the same program which is important
1: i really like that because as a business owner myself and and we're about a you know 14 15 life company besides salaries that we pay our next biggest expense is, is likely our benefits plan. And anything that I can do to introduce a healthier workforce, I'd be interested in. And of course, I'm a big fan of tech and I'm sitting here with my Apple Watch today on and, and my iPhone is right near me. So that's that's exciting. I think I think that's going to go over really well with clients and I'm, uh, I'm sure we'll get some questions to find out more about that in a, maybe in a future podcast. So Matt, we were talking about you're obviously a very successful guy. In your experience, what makes an advisor broker successful versus
0: maybe a complacent one? Yeah, that's a great question, because there's no right or wrong way to skin a cat, as they say, right? And and many people have success in areas and, and with different methods that others may fail miserably with. I've had the luxury of working with a variety of advisors in different areas with different specialties. I have found that the most successful advisors are the ones that commit to growing with their clients. Mm, the ones that are more, you know, complacent and tend to have difficulty holding on to the clients are the ones that treat it as a transaction, where maybe they'll move a carrier for the client or perhaps they'll get a new client and then they think it's done. The more successful advisors will continue to have conversations with their client, find out what's new in their industry, what's new with respect to their population when it comes to benefits. And if you continue to grow with your client, not only do you deepen the relationship, but you learn more and you're able to get referrals, you know, you're know, you able to grow your block of business, but you're able to provide much better service to those clients. Clients don't look elsewhere if they're receiving everything they need from their advisor, and advisors are able to provide everything their client needs if they grow with them, if they learn from them, and if they continue to ask questions and find out what the greatest concerns are for the clients so that they can help solve them.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've, I'm sitting and looking at my block of business and, and I've had clients that are, have been with me since day one, And although I'll call them clients, I'll also call them friends because a lot of them just because we do have a long term relationship and we've grown together, you know, not only in business, but personally as well. Those clients have seen me get married and I've seen them have kids and some of them have grandkids and that sort of thing. And just to go a little bit further on your point, I think the good advisors understand that the benefit plans of yesterday are not necessarily the right ones for today. And your client's business is not the same as it was you know two years ago and it's not going to be the same two years going forward so i think you're right i think you have to be able to grow with your client grow with the carriers and, and, and if there's new products and services out there that make sense for them you've got to be aware of those and be able to deliver those so that's really great I've, i'm very excited about what rbc is doing last thing before i let you go i love to ask this question again i'm always looking for life hacks what purchase of a hundred dollars or less in
0: the last six months has positively affected your life that's a great question because, you know what, it's always fun to see what other people are shopping for and what other people are doing to make their lives easier and better. The one that pops to mind, though, I don't know if it's gonna be helpful for you, but it's been super helpful for me. My wife at four months pregnant recently ran the Boston Marathon and Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. More impressively, she was four months pregnant when she did it, That's so outstanding. The, uh, the item that we bought, and I think it's a pretty darn cool item, and it, it really helped me center myself, not only personally, but professionally, and it helped me remember you know, why I'm doing this. It's because of family, and it gave me that perspective, and what we bought together was, uh, it, it's a framed photograph of the Boston Marathon course, It's got my wife Nikki's time for how fast she ran it right next to it. No kidding. And it's got a picture of her crossing the finish line, and it says "Baby's First Marathon." So we already have it hung up in the room for when when, uh, our son or daughter is born in a few months. To have that kind of up there as a reminder of of what you know, mom did when uh, when she was pregnant. Yeah. It was about forty dollars, fifty dollars. It's a nice uh, addition to the nursery and. it sets to remind me, you know what? Look what she was capable of doing um, when most people are, you know, trying to stay a bit more sedentary. Absolutely. And and why am I doing what I'm doing? It's to help protect individuals like my wife. It's to protect, you know, my family, and uh, it's something to keep me motivated as well. So that was a pretty inspiring purchase. Less than a hundred dollars. I don't know if you want one. I can send you the link if you do, but uh, it definitely worked for me. I don't think I'll ever be <laughs> running the Boston Marathon. Yeah,
1: but I love the fact that you guys bought that and you have that in your house and that's a memory that you're going to hold on to. I'm a big believer in moments in time. I have chatted with you before about you know certain pictures. we were looking around my office now. There, it's littered with pictures right. that for you know Caroline and I have been traveling, and it's those moments in time that are that are really the special parts of life. So Matt, thanks so much for being here. I enjoyed. Uh, chatting with you. I'm sure we'll get together on a future podcast.
0: But how can people reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. You can reach me at matthew.butters at rbc.com. It is matthew with two T's and butters like the spread. And if uh, you need my phone number, email me and I'll send it to you as well. So email's best. Thanks, Robin. Perfect. Thanks, Matt. All right,
1: friends, thanks again for listening in today. If you have any questions on today's show, I'd love to hear your feedback. I can be reached at rbailey at ariabenefits.ca, but let's face it, I'm on LinkedIn a bunch of times, so that's where you'll find me, Robin Bailey on LinkedIn. As always, be sure to check out our new website at www.ariabenefits.ca. You'll notice we just put a link up there to the podcast, so you'll see them all there, or of course, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. We'll see you next time on The Benefits Corner.